Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 19th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is indeed our guide. And absolutely convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, libertyroundtable.com. The website for the broadcast and more. Donate liberally today. LovingLiberty.net, LibertyNewsRadio.com, the syndicated radio networks, stations, AM and FM, terrestrial, up and down the line, Roku players, podcasts, live and on-demand radio. We're just about everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor. It's free, live and on-demand radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use six days a week, two hours a day. On the Sabbath, we rest as the good Lord gave us direction to do so. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. A quick recap, not of yesterday's show. I took a day off, long story. The day before, re, uh, a recap starts now. We had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. We talked about Arise USA, the resurrection tour, Robert David Steele, Big Bat, USA.org. We're going to cover that uh, over the next several weeks and months. That's I'm just telling you right now. Big Bat USA is um, incredible, ladies and gentlemen. BigBatUSA.org is the website. Now listen carefully. The Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association between now and 2024 has a wrapped bus. Literally a big wrapped tour bus touring the country. Richard Mack will be in appearance, all be in appearance, many others in appearance. The bus tour kicked off in Nevada. Battle Mountain, Nevada was the first stop. And the bus tour is happening now. So if you see that CSPOA bus rolling down the road, email me. I'd love to hear from you about it, but I'm telling you, a big, ripping, cool tour bus. Speeches, rallies all over the country, ladies and gentlemen. Does it get better than that, man? I'm telling you, Arise USA is what's going on. We also talked about the Front Sight Firearms Institute, uh, shotgun class and more. Lowell Nelson was there, reported on his experiences. We also talked about police should sometimes, police should sometimes just avert their eyes. Walter E. Block says it's simple. Oftentimes what we need to do is focus on this libertarian idea don't hurt me, don't take my stuff. And oftentimes, uh, what you get is these victimless crimes that are made up by bureaucrats that need to go away yesterday. Amen to that reality check. Although, let's not fool ourselves. We do need the police, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, sadly, there are bad actors in this world. Boy, howdy, are they. Many of them are government, many of them are not, but we need protection from all of them, that's for sure. And I don't have time all day to sit on my front porch with a shotgun on my lap, do you? So therefore, the sheriff was born. But let's make sure they're elected and accountable to us on the local level, shall we? 
Prior to 1913, ladies and gentlemen, no one paid income tax. Why do we pay it now, you ask? The founder's view versus the progressive income tax. What I recommended people do is put their supreme law of the land, the Constitution, down on one side and put your communist manifesto down on the other side and say, which one do we seem to be embracing today in America? And which document calls for what practices? And uh, direct taxes are the communists. You know what? Inheritance tax, just steal the wealth from your family. Uh, progressive income tax, all these direct in your face, monitor your life taxes. The founding fathers, on the other hand, rejected direct taxation and literally wanted apportionment taxes uh, and tariffs at the border taxes. And that was really about all to pay for the limited. Did you hear me say limited? That's right, limited proper role of government. And the taxes didn't need to be very many or very much in terms of revenue to take care of those limited scope of the federal government or the general government idea. So indirect apportionment taxes and indirect tariff taxes were the way to make it happen, to not put the burden on the backs of the American people and to make sure that they didn't use taxes as a weapon against the people. All right, there you have that. Second hour, we talked to our guest, Dr. Scott Bradley, to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked about Eric Clapton, ladies and gentlemen. After the COVID vaccination, he got it. He regrets it big time and is speaking out. I should have never gone near the needle. I thought I would never play guitar again. He literally explained his health experience. said, man, this vaccine is disaster. Don't take it. Now everybody's attacking the rocker, Eric Clapton. She flat out lied, ladies and gentlemen. Who are we talking about? CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, she told ABC's Martha Raddus on Sunday uh, that the um, reversal on mask guidance comes as a result of a rapidly evolving science. She lied. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no such thing as rapidly evolving science. How can you test your hypothesis, your theory, your, okay? How do you have rapid evolving science how do you document yourself how do you make sure that it's true long term see they're lying to you ladies and gentlemen and they got caught lying we'll get into that as well fight like heck against vaccine passports censored by youtube writes ben swan our good buddy over at truthinmedia.com Rand paul says the left is gone completely covid bat crazy they want government-enforced shutdowns, masks, mandates, school closures, forced vaccines, and now they want a vaccine passport. It is unconstitutional, not to mention it's flat-out absurd. How about a society based on a social credit system like the communists in China? Yeah, it's closer than you think in America, my fellow Americans. China's social credit system has a punishment and a reward associated with it. We're explaining it to you, ladies and gentlemen. The Chinese are setting up a vast ranking system based on the behavior of the people. Rank them all based on their social credit. Do you say things, do things, yacht not say and do? They won't like it. We talked a little bit about how the social credit system uh, spun up by the communist Chinese is coming to a theater, a credit card, a vaccine passport, a 
anywhere you want to go, be, or things, anything you want to do, it's all coming to you in America. Yeah, they're using the following. Social media, universal basic income, and a cashless society to make it happen, and they're just getting started. Weaponizing cancel culture as a national credit system may well be popular. The people are kind of loving it, at least the socialists. And since they control all the media and they control the narrative now, you and I as conservatives and Americans and God-fearing Christians and constitutionalists and heterosexuals and whatever other camp we're in, pro-lifers, I can go on and on, right? We're being absolutely shut out of society, and we don't have the clout to stop it. Why? Because Americans won't fund new media taking center stage. Why? Because we all talk and do nothing and don't put our money where our mouth is. We basically babble and go, oh, I sure hope someone else will solve that because I don't have time. How have we let the progressives and the communists and the socialists not only control the media but the complete narrative in our lives? I don't know, but we've certainly been missing an action, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that, and now we're paying the price. Speaking of paying the price, Joe Biden talked about paying the price. Was that a threat, Joe? We'll talk about that coming up as the broadcast unfolds as well. That is a recap of yesterday's, well, the day before's broadcast, I guess. And without further ado, news the networks refuse to use today starts now. Our guest, our co-host, our dear friend, James Edwards, well known for his discussions in his own weekly talk show every Saturday evening, syndicated by Liberty News Radio, available at thepoliticalcesspool.org. He's known for engaging in race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America and beyond. James, welcome back, sir. Sam, it's always great to be back. I look forward to these monthly appearances, and it seems uh, as though they're always 30 days away, but they get closer and closer. Time uh, is speeding up, and it's great to be back. Everything you said, I think we could spend about 10 minutes on each of those bullet points in your recap. Uh, we did a couple of days ago there, buddy, and we will continue to talk about these issues because they are not one-and-done uh, discussion points as they continue to slowly but surely hang us with the noose of tyranny. And we, the people, need to start to stand up boldly, nobly, and independently. And if we don't get together and do it, if we don't put our money where our mouth is, I'm telling you right now, the goose is cooked. And let me kind of spin this first story uh, to make the point. When I say spin it, I don't mean tell you a lie about it. What I mean is bring it into focus, okay, because it's been so maligned and manipulated to where it's all spun out of focus. And what we need to do is spin the dial back to the correct view. They told you lies about January 6th at the Capitol. And we told you at the very start they were lying. In fact, Liberty Roundtable Live had guests on live from the Capitol as it was unfolding. Furthermore, we had guests on the several days after who were there who got arrested, first-hand witnesses of people that were there, from Stuart Rhodes to Vicky to Larvita to Steve. We had them all on, ladies and gentlemen. And the narrative you were getting from your dishonest mainstream press and the news we gave you were entirely different. They said we were lying. They even wanted to shut us down, saying we're not allowed to lie about these things. But the truth shall set you free, and it continues to come out and we're here to document it as we have been for more than 25 years. James Edwards and Liberty Roundtable in seconds. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. 
I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Live on your radio, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, DeepPoliticalCessful.org, his website. Check it out, award-winning talk radio every Saturday night and around the clock on demand at your fingertips. They post articles and ideas and all kinds of things throughout the week as well uh, to keep you updated on what's happening on an ever-changing world. Uh, so they lied to you about April the 6th, or I'm sorry, January the 6th. They told you it was a capital insurrection led by the Donald, hostile people with, you know what, intent the democrats lied about several components of that took those lies literally to the house impeachment trial of the president of the united states lied 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 and every time we turn around we catch them in another lie this is no different they told you that the insurrectionists were all trump supporters and that they were violent from the start that they were coming in with violence that they wanted to literally kidnap congressmen and women that they literally were going to destroy property and, and possibly kill people, and the list went on and on. The reality is the only people that died from this <clears throat> was the poor veteran woman who got shot by your government. That's a lawsuit in the making right now. The only other people that died were people that died of natural causes. They lied and said that a man, a cop, got beat by uh, insurrectionists following Donald Trump with a fire extinguisher. It turned out to be complete bogus faults, according to the autopsy report. And the coroner there <laughs> told the truth and said, no, that's not how it happened at all. That's a lie. Uh, but they used that in the impeachment trial against President Trump. Now more lies are being exposed. So they show video after video after video where people are trying to go into the Capitol and this and that. And I maintain to you that most people were polite, peaceful Trump supporters, just as the live witnesses I had on the radio told you. They were black. They were white. They were all colors of the rainbow. But they were standing with President Trump saying, we peacefully want to get to the bottom of this and we need answers. And the mainstream press told you, no, they're insurrectionists, they're crazy. And I said, there might have been a few agent provocateurs there. But for the most part, they were peaceful people, and that's absolutely factual. 
In fact, some of the witnesses that I had on the radio told you and articulated that, hey, there were insurrectionists there. They were Antifa. They were Black Lives Matters. And there, our people tried to stop them from their abuses. Well, I don't know how this took so long to come out, but now there's a new video out. And the new video, video from the January 6th Capitol building shows cops and they say protesters. I don't like that word. But cops and people who are involved in a peaceful assembly inside the Capitol. And they all talk about, and the cops and these people, these people who are involved in their freedom assembly, right? They were all talking about no attacking, no assault. Let's remain calm. And it blows a huge hole in the Democrats and the mainstream presses. Capital insurrection story. It also challenges directly, ladies and gentlemen, the details surrounding the official version of events. So you got to debate what is the official version now. Now, there's a police officer involved in this video. He's been identified and confirmed by charging documents as Officer Keith Robichaud, or Robichaud. Don't know how you say it. All right, so now we're going to play this video clip. I know you can't see it. You can search for it on the Internet. We're doing the best we can on your radio. But here is the clip of the cop and the people who are backing Trump. Here's what they say together. Listen carefully. to work with us and cooperate peacefully like our First Amendment allows. Gather more Americans under the condition that they will come and gather peacefully to discuss what needs to be done to save our country. This must be peaceful. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Two leaders who went into the Capitol, who are inside the Capitol in the video, reasoning and discussing with a police officer, literally yelling to the crowd, listen, guys, we want to gather more Americans. We need to look into this vote fraud thing. We need to peacefully assemble as the First Amendment says we can and really charges us charges us that we should and but then you hear multiple men including the cop all agreeing that we need to be peaceful now why do we get this let's see january 6th february 6th march 6th april 6th may 6th how long has it been may what are we at now 19th right well over three and a half months later and we just get this video documenting this but remember i had witnesses on that told you the very same thing literally the day of and several days after documenting this reality. So I'm glad the video backs it up, but who was right and who was wrong in the media? This blows up their narrative. James Edwards, what do you say, sir? Yeah, I remember covering this, of course, uh, pretty extensively, as you did as well, as we all did back in January, and not much has changed. There was what happened, and then there was what the media said happened, and those two uh, always have a great deal of, polarity between one and the other uh, clearly with when compared to your typical black lives matter riot uh, what we saw 
on January the 6th with, was nothing more than a group of tourists going in. Uh, I, I, there was a documentary that was made, and how hastily the, the establishment-controlled press was able to put this together is beyond me, but it was a professional full-length movie. I mean, something you would have thought would have taken years to make. They made it in the very next week, uh, I think within just 72 hours, 40 to 72 hours, and it was documenting this uh, alleged carnage, this greatest insurrection, this greatest act of domestic terrorism. Uh, in American history, they said, and the best they could come up with, they had a janitor after everybody had left cleaning up some bottles of water. And, you know, there might have been a little bit more damage vandalism, a couple of windows knocked out. And, of, of course, Sam, I mean, we're law and order all the time, so any any vandalism, anything like that needs to be punished. But it has to be punished, I think, reasonably. And to call these people terrorists and to have... Uh, the, the the Department of Social Justice, which is what we're calling it now, Merrick Garland's Department of Social Justice, go after each and every one of these people who I'm sure several of them went in, unbeknownst to them, that you couldn't go in the people's house, as they called it, when you're seeing a, a stream of people walk in through open doors at that point, at that point, and going by officers. They see that was another thing. Uh, some of these officers who were there ostensibly to patrol the premises were giving these people permission to to go in just asking them to keep it peaceful i mean there was so much discrepancy between uh what we saw with our eyes what we've heard through as as, as your expert reporting on this your eyewitness testimony you've had on the air that we've talked to and and the way the media has treated this um it's no surprise to, to those of us who have been subjected to this sort of treatment and have lived a life uh covering politics and current events but uh to to your point on um well uh social contracts let's talk about that very quickly uh i think this whole thing is going to be used as a catalyst january 6th and i think even predating that to the mask china as you mentioned has been using it we've been watching this I think that uh, they'll use January 6th as the catalyst as to why we need such extreme measures going forward. And I think the the whole masking situation over the course of the last year and a half has been a nice beta test to see how quickly people will conform to new societal trends or to new um, government dictates or mandates. Um, these people have become quasi-religious with regards to their uh, mask wearing and how they use the mask as a, a virtue signaling apparatus. And I think if if uh, if it got off the ground and it was implemented, and the media pushed it long enough, as they did with this mass narrative, you would see a great percentage of the population uh, fall in line and subscribe to this and do whatever needed to be done and say whatever needed to be said in order to keep a good social media score or social credit score. But on the other on, hand, to make your point on this, James, right now, excuse me, they say sixty plus percent of small business. Uh, and big business in America is going to mandate vaccines for employment. See, we and haven't what the seen that government and the mainstream press says about this is, well, it's not us mandating it. Business can do what they want. Therein sows the fascist lie. <laughs> That's right. Well, of course, big business and corporate uh, corporate America works hand in hand with our corrupt uh, regime in Washington, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, they're they're two uh, two wings of the of the same uh, vulture. Uh, we haven't seen it quite yet where you're going to have to have social or rather social media passports. Yes, and vaccine passports, too. I guess there's a dovetail there in order to access buildings or um, restaurants or things like that. But, of course, the day ain't over yet. On the other hand, though, I was just going to make this uh, point in summation. Uh, there is a pushback on the other side of it. And I think uh, 
and for the purposes of this conversation, uh, you can talk about masks and you can talk about January 6th and you can talk about all of this with regards to social credit and so on and so forth. But there is a backlash. Finally, it appears uh, the dispossessed majority is beginning to stand up and have its own tremors. We've wondered for years, my whole life, what would we do? What could we do to wake them up? And the answer was, surprisingly, nothing. Just let the left continue its uh, wokest progressivism. And I think they've finally gone too far with some of the stuff, particularly the coddling of the mob. You see now McCloskey, the attorney in uh, Missouri, running for Senate. And I think he's going to win just based upon that picture of him defending his property against the, against the mob. Uh, so there Will is the American we'll people stand enough. against the overreach, huh? Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Arizona State Senate audit of the 2020 presidential election results in Maricopa County have announced serious issues have been uncovered by examiners. President Trump claimed the audit uncovered the entire database of Maricopa County has been deleted. Seals were broken on boxes that hold votes and ballots are missing. Maricopa County Steve Richer on Twitter Saturday after Trump released his statement called it unhinged and insane lies. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors met on Monday and declared they would not comply with court orders. The New York Attorney General's office said Tuesday night it has informed the Trump Organization that its investigation into the company is no longer purely civil in nature and is now also a criminal one. The Attorney General's office is now working with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has been investigating the Trump Organization for suspected bank, tax, and insurance fraud. Thank you for listening. We are USA Radio News. Recently, President Trump was talking about the big news networks, and here's what he said. We have others that come along, and they're doing well, and uh, uh, Newsmax has been really good, and, you know, others are coming along. Many Americans agree. Newsmax TV is really good. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans watch Newsmax. You should, too. And find hit shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stitchfield, Sean Spicer, and Lindsey Keith. Tune in tonight for Newsmax's newest show with Steve Cortez. It's called Cortez and Pellegrino. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. Plus, get Newsmax free on most smart TVs and OTT devices like Roku, Pluto, Zumo, and Amazon Fire. Millions have already downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. So start watching America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Because Newsmax is real news for real people. Kids are starting to get vaccinated from COVID-19. Dan Rocky from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. The CDC says that more than 600,000 kids aged 12 to 15 have received their first dose of Pfizer's COVID vaccine in the first few days of its availability. Those new numbers adding to the nearly 3.5 million Americans under the age of 18 that are already vaccinated. The American Academy of Pediatrics says that cases among children have become a large segment of newer COVID cases. Children comprise nearly a quarter of all new COVID cases in last week's data. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. On May 26, the second of two supermoons in 2021 will illuminate the night sky as a blood moon due to a lunar eclipse. According to NASA, a blood moon occurs during a total lunar eclipse when the Earth lines up between the moon and the sun and hides the moon from any sunlight. The super flower blood moon, which will peak for about 14 minutes, will take place again on May 26. USA Radio News.
All right. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, James Edwards on your radio. So there's no doubt they're going to use the social credit system against us. And let me kind of prove the point of the dishonesty. As you know, Dr. Fauci has flip-flopped back and forth and lied and deceived the people so many times it isn't funny why he's not fired uh, beyond me is beyond me. Now, I know why Biden doesn't fire him because they're like-minded, but Trump should have fired Fauci when he had the chance. But, of course, Trump failed on that point. But here's the reality. Rand Paul wins. The truth comes out. Dr. Fauci now admits that he wore a mask for show. He claims to avoid mixed signals. Now, believe it or not, two months to the day after Dr. Rand Paul, current senator as well, said that Dr. Fauci was performing theater and wearing two masks for show, despite the fact that he was vaccinated and didn't really need to wear two masks based on the science, Dr. Fauci now finally admits that it was indeed for show. Yeah. What do you think of that? We finally get the truth. Fauci admits it. So he lied and told us we had to wear masks. Well, he lied and said you didn't need to wear masks. Then he lied again and said, well, you got to have masks. Follow the science. Then he admitted, well, I only said you didn't need masks because, uh, well, the medical professionals needed them, and I didn't want you guys to take all the masks. And then he said you got to have masks. And Anyway, the guy's just an absolute liar and should be fired and arrested for his criminal activity, literally doubling down as a doctor, claiming you're following the science, getting challenged by another doctor, and then admitting that you were not following science, but you claimed you were, that you lied. This is unacceptable from our officials. And if the American people don't rise up and demand the fire of Fauci, we get what we deserve, James. I don't mean to be rude about this, but it's so blatant. Rand Paul led the charge, told the truth. Fauci lied, got caught, finally admitted it. Um, the people need to not tolerate that from their leaders. This guy has shut us down, shut businesses down for well over a year, and he continues to manipulate reality and claim it's science. He's got to be uh, he's stopped. Just want- He's just one of thousands, unfortunately, Sam, of uh, politicians and business leaders and medical officials and clergy uh, that need to be rooted out. But this guy has made a career out of being wrong. Uh, People forget um, back in the 80s, this isn't his first rodeo, back in the 80s, he was the go-to guy for the media to talk to about the AIDS. Uh, that was back when AIDS was the, the rage and everybody was very concerned about the spread of AIDS and how it spread. And uh, it was uh, relatively a new thing back in the eighties. And so Fauci in, in this very same role uh, was trotted out before the media. And he said uh, time and time again uh, that AIDS uh, was not spread by the homosexual community, that the homosexuality had nothing to do with the spread of AIDS. So, I mean, how could you get something so fundamentally wrong so long ago, so decades ago, many decades ago, and still be trotted out. And, of course, I mean, the rules on COVID change uh, on a near daily basis. I mean, we just heard it in the last commercial break. They were saying kids are now representing uh uh, the, the vast number of new cases of COVID. Well, last year they said kids were uh, relatively immune to it, uh, nearly completely immune to it. That's what I heard last year. Of course, we heard last year 
the Surgeon General of the United States saying, don't use masks. Masks don't work. Uh, leave the masks for the medical professionals. Uh, they're the ones who need them. And then now, I mean, it was just a, a few months later, that was on the onset of this whole charade. A few months later, it was, you know, if you're not wearing a mask, you're killing your grandmother and you're killing everyone. I see these ridiculous articles. Uh, this one, uh, how to resu- uh, reduce anxiety about going maskless in public. And these people saying they're going to wear masks forever now. It, it's really, Sam, uh, you know, I didn't feel any anxiety about not wearing a mask last year. And I certainly don't feel any anxiety about not wearing one now. I didn't wear it then. I don't wear it now. But this has been, this whole thing has got to have been, I mean, certainly in my life, there's no doubt about it, but uh, perhaps in the history of, of, of humanity, this has to be one of the most bizarre schemes I've ever seen people buy into, that they would take something so hook, line, and sinker. You have to know, you have to be able to see uh, that this is a relatively harmless disease. I mean, sure, we'd rather not have it than have it, but uh, you got a 98% plus uh, chance of survival. You might be sick for a couple of days. Why take, why take a rushed out uh, vaccine? Why, Exper- why take, uh, why take a vaccine It's experimental, and you know it's not even a vaccine, right? Well, whatever it is, I'm not taking it, so I haven't paid that much attention to it. Yeah, but, all right, so uh, well, here, here is Joe Biden. Are you ready? Whacked out crazy Joe. Quote, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. It's a direct quote from Joe. Now, on one hand, you could say he's just saying, wow, you might get sick if you don't take the vaccine or whatever else. Uh, it, you know, it'll, it'll harm society. You might have death and destruction. They've been warning and, and fear-mongering about that for over a year. But here's my question to you. The debate goes on about the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, the SARS-2, whatever words you want to use for the virus or whatever. The debate says, one, it came from animals jumped to man via the, um, you know, wet market in China. The other scenario says it was created in a lab funded by Fauci and the Americans in bed with the Chinese. And, well, Fauci backed out of funding it, but then it, you know, was released or got out, whether, you know, whether it was by mistake or intentional. The fact is it was created in a lab. And uh, the debate rages about those things. But when you hear a statement from Joe, the leader of the free world, supposedly, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. If this is a bioweapon, if this was in a lab, is that a threat from Joe? Well, you know, and that wasn't all that he said, Sam. He's also posted to his social media, or let me let, let's be let's be real here. His handlers have posted to his social media accounts. I don't know if Joe is even ordering his own eggs in in the morning anymore. I don't, I, you know, I I really don't think he's in control of anything. Um, most presidents aren't, by the way. It's not just because he's got early onset Alzheimer's, but. Uh, uh, Anyway, they're using Joe to get this message out, and they posted on his uh, social media just this week. I mean, again, ostensibly, it was posted by him or from him that you have two choices. Get the vaccine or wear a mask indefinitely. Those are your two choices. Well, my choice is I'm not going to get the vaccine, and I'm not wearing a mask. And I haven't worn a mask, and I'm not getting the vaccine. So I guess that's a third choice. Uh, But, again, what are going to be the repercussions for people who dare to think for themselves? You know, you can go and murder your baby anywhere in this country uh, as it grows in in the mother's womb. And that's that's your body, your choice, right? You can murder a baby if you want to. I mean, God forbid somebody be inconvenienced by by a child that they uh, went into – relations to have 
Uh, you can do that, but you can't make that choice as to whether or not you're going to inject yourself with, with this. And even if, listen, even if the vaccine was 100 percent safe, I just I don't take I don't like to take medicine. I don't like to I don't take the flu shot every year. I, I'm just not going to take it. You can murder your baby though, Sam, but you don't have a choice on whether or not you're either going to take a mask or or take a vaccine. Well, and that's why two. I say this is getting to where it's social credit time is the problem. And when Joe says those who are not vaccinated will pay the price, is he just making an observation of opinion or is it making a threat? Now, here's what's interesting. There's a video online that says this. Watch. Biden leaves state stage maskless. So listen to this. Biden leaves stage maskless right after saying, for God's sake, wear a mask. <laughs> well, of course, I mean, deep down when they're, when they're uh, alone, they know that this is all just, uh, uh, just a ruse. And so they're going to do what normal people would do, I'm sure. And, I, yeah, they're, they're not going to, I'm sure, wear it uh, when, when the cameras aren't on. I mean, why would they? It's just the most ridiculous thing. But, again, going back to the social credit, you see all of the people, all of the people, and I'm not just talking about vapid celebrities and politicians, but just regular, everyday people. Uh, posting these preening pictures of them either wearing a mask or um, getting the vaccine, which has just been a, a real troubling thing. I mean, who who takes a selfie of yourself getting a shot at the doctor? I've never heard of that ever being a thing before. Now it's just this big fad. But again, why are they doing that? Because they want societal acceptance. They want that social credit. So, yeah, I think it would be very seamlessly implemented on a vast majority of our population, or at least a vast percentage, if not the majority, uh, this social credit scheme. I don't know why they don't just go ahead and trot it out, because you see people buying into it without it even being spoken. It's just sort of um, an implicit thing. Well, I'm going to post this selfie of me getting that. I want you to know how good and obedient I am to, to whatever the government tells me to do. It's hard to know where to go with this, but the bottom line is they certainly have a it's for the not for me mentality, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when Joe Biden literally leaves the stage maskless, right when he basically says, you know, wear a mask for God's sakes, and then he gives this ultimatum, you know what, you can either vaccinate or wear a mask until you do. And then you have Joe Biden uh, and Anthony Fauci and all these other dishonest uh, people literally saying things like we're not going to mandate a mask but what happens is i see um them forcing masks on us what they're saying is oh but it's the private sector they can do what they want they're forcing vaccines on us delta now says hey um if you're a new employee for delta you're going to be forced to be vaccinated or you can't work for us they say we're not going to do it to the current employees because 60 percent of them are already vaxxed well what happens to the group in between well, time will tell on that one. But I'm telling you right now, a bad omen is a is a, in the works, if you will. Hang tight. James Edwards, Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. 
My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Biden says those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. Biden leaves stage after saying, for God's sake, wear a mask. But he leaves the stage maskless. Maskless Joe Biden greets firefighters after touting mask mandates. He's got a, this isn't for me, but yes, it is for the mentality. James? If this was the Black Death, where you know uh, by observation that uh, anybody who gets this is as good as gone, uh, then I, I think that and only that would justify this insanely over-the-top push for whatever reason uh, to get everybody masked up and vaccinated as quickly as possible. Uh, but we, we all know people who at least have been diagnosed with this, who just, you know, made it through. They were sick a couple of days, maybe lost uh, taste or, or smell for a couple of days. And for the most part, unless they didn't already have one foot in the grave already or had comorbidities or very advanced in age, uh, you know, 90, 98, 99% chance you, you survived this. Of, of course, uh, there are so many irregularities, Sam. Uh, it uh, It's beyond our ability to mention in, in the time that we have today. But, of course, flu deaths, there were, like, no flu deaths last year. Like, all the flu deaths were just gone. Nobody died of the flu last year. <laughs> it's just, have you looked at the numbers? I mean, these are officially submitted numbers. These aren't just numbers that we found on some blog that gives us our confirmation bias. These were officially listed numbers from um, medical uh, outfits and, and, and even the government's Flu deaths were like down to nearly nothing last year. And then, of course, all these COVID deaths. Well, of course, if you slipped on a banana pill last year, they called, they qualified that as a COVID death. And we saw all of that. There's just nothing, nothing based upon what we can see. And if you do just a little bit of due diligence in your own research, the, the official narrative and uh, what we actually see taking place uh, are not able to be connected. And so uh, I had a long conversation on another interview I did uh, a couple of weeks ago. For the first time in a while, I mean, COVID has just always been sort of in the background now for the last few months, and we haven't been really talking about it as much as we did last year when it all became new to us, but I did do a deep dive on it, and 
uh, you know, the question becomes why uh, have they done this? I, I don't believe that we can honestly answer that question by saying, well, they've done this because it's in our best interest and this is a very deadly disease and they're trying to help us. I, I think we can pretty much discard that one. Uh, so the question is why? I mean, why? Is it some beta test to see how um, easily compliant a society will be, a population will be? Is it uh, this? Is it just uh, a power grab, a money a money grab? I mean, to, to fund all these pork projects, which they've been doing under the name of, um, you know, coronavirus bailouts, or is it a combination of all of this? I mean, that that's the only thing I can't wrap my mind around. But the fact that uh, the, the question as to whether or not we must go out and get this vaccine uh, to stem the tide of this deadly disease, no, I don't buy into that at all. Wow. It's hard to know how to respond to that. I want to go back to this Eric Clapton point. While Joe is saying you got to have the vaccine or else you're going to pay the price. Well, Eric Clapton, here's the interesting thing about this rocker. He describes the disastrous vaccine. He said he might never play guitar again. He said he took the first one. The side effects from the AstraZeneca vaccine left him thinking he never, may never play guitar again. That was the first one. But then he took the second one, and he literally, he was either frozen, numb, or burning, and he said he couldn't even hardly move his hands or his feet. He said he has peripheral neuropathy, and he says he doesn't believe he should have received the vaccine. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. He has been really outspoken about this at first, right? Yeah. So he shared his anti-lockdown views before on social media regarding the uh, pandemic. Then he showed his vaccine kind of deal. He had an anti-lockdown song that he created with Van Morrison, as you know. He um, literally has spoke out pretty boldly, and he's been in the news about this, right? Now, they also uh, tie this to uh, classic racist statements made by Clapton. So don't you know you can't talk to anybody without, you know, putting the race... (laughs) card in there um so it's very interesting how this all goes down well i'd like to say something very quickly about eric clapton that's funny sam i mean that's right oh you don't believe that you should uh, be forced to take a vaccine what are you a racist i mean that's pretty much where discourse has gone yeah so here's what they did you ready (laughs) they took the racist comments and went all the way back to a 1976 conference I'm sorry, concert that he gave, where he said, hey, anybody who's not white should leave. And then he went on and trashed white people or trashed everybody but white people and everything else. Well, then at the end of the article, they say, oh, yeah, it's all due to his drug use problems. Now, here's what's fascinating to me. They know they can't attack him over the vaccines because he's right. There are injury and harm coming from vaccines, and he's made a valuable point. As far as I understand, according to Eric, he's not a drug user now. So he gets sick, makes this point. He, in good faith, takes the vaccine, follows the lie that it's safe and effective when it's experimental, and the experiment on him went very, very, very wrong and badly. But what they try to do to discredit his his statement and his personal experience with the vaccines is they tie it back to racism in 1976, and then at the end they say it's because he's a drug user, making it sound like his modern vaccine claims are because he's just a drug user and not credible. But remember, the 1976 stuff was what? 
86, 96, 106, 116, 45 <laughs> years ago, ladies and gentlemen. And now they're literally tying it to a racist guy with drug use 45 years ago because he dares to speak out about vaccines well, and his personal experience now after in good faith he even was willing to take them? Wow. <laughs> we, we, see all, we see all the time people going back uh, decades, in this case nearly five decades, to find out something that they don't like so you can hang them with them today. Of course, interestingly, the thing about uh, you know alcohol or things like that, or uh, presumably drugs too, uh, is that they don't make you say things you don't believe. They loosen your inhibitions. So, I mean, but anyway, uh, that that uh, being the case, uh, Eric Clapton was, uh, a- as well as Van Morrison, uh, they have both gotten the Donald Trump treatment. And, and by that, I mean, well, obviously being attacked unfairly. But uh, Donald Trump, like Eric uh, Clapton and Van Morrison, I mean, uh, before they said things that ran afoul with uh, the regime, these were all beloved figures. I mean, these were all, I mean, obviously Clapton and, and Van Morrison, uh, gods of rock and roll, and rightly so. I mean, these were very talented and are very talented musicians, but they both just released albums. I mean, you just talked about they collaborated on one track, but I believe they, they have both released their own albums now, just, just here within the last few weeks, new albums. And because some of these ideas that are not deemed acceptable, particularly in the case of Van Morrison, uh, have uh, uh, become uh, more widely known, I mean, they are now both instantly pariahs. Uh, so they just... It doesn't matter if it's the mask or if it's uh, talking about culture or history or whatever. I mean, you better. It doesn't matter who you are. You can you can be a celebrity like Trump or beloved rockers like these two guys. If you run afoul, they will tear you down. They will ruin your career, ruin your legacy, ruin your reputation. And, of course, people see this and they get the message. So that's why people don't speak out. It's not that people don't agree with us. It's that there are people, quite rightly, afraid of uh, not being able to survive uh, these sort of attacks. And, and now you see these two legends going through it themselves. All right, the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act, they call it Anti-Asian Hate Crimes Bill, passes. It's now headed to Joe Biden's desk for signage, they say. Um, This is very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Um, They call it the Anti-Asian Hate Crime Bill, but what it really is, They say it's a win for advocates in the Asian-American community, which I completely disagree with. Um, The House passed, and here's what it's called, the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act. Now, the reason that they're saying that it's the Asian bill is because you know that everybody's saying, hey, it's the Wuhan virus. And as a result of the Wuhan virus, then all Asians by default are being abused and everything else. Do you want to respond to this, James? It is. We've well, gone insane, sir. Well, it's bad news. I mean, obviously, this came from Asia. If you can't even mention that without it being some sort of an affront or an offense to, to Asians, I mean, they, they need to be checked into some sort of a facility for their psychiatric health. I mean, if it came from any other part of the world and you say, hey, it came from this part of the world, I mean, I don't see how that's uh, some sort of a crime. Of course, this is all bad news, Sam. The reason this came up was because you had it had nothing to do with race at all. This has all really got kick-started. When you had the kid in uh, the Atlanta area who was uh, Southern Baptist, 
who had a problem with porn and sex addiction, and he went into a massage parlor there and and shot some of the workers. Well, it just so happened that the people that you know are predominantly in that industry uh, happened to be Asians. So there's oh well, this is a white guy targeting Asians. Look, my whole thing with hate crimes, which was which was you know completely apocryphal, but my whole thing with the hate crimes bill, any any of them, is completely unnecessary. I mean, and you're only adding these enhancers to selectively target groups that you want to add additional penalties to, and that would be, in this case, obviously, predominantly white people. Uh, there's been no historic grudge between whites and Asians, or really any anyone with Asians, that I, except for Asians and other Asians, perhaps. Um, there's already rules and laws on the books that would uh, sufficiently punish any crime you could ever think about committing. Uh, so when you add these hate crime amplifiers, uh, it's only to punish a particular portion of the population that these legislators certainly hate, and uh, that's us. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But really, they're calling this thing the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act. Now, let me be very clear with this. They're calling it the anti-Asian bill or whatever, but it's really COVID-19. And the sad part about this is the Republicans control the Senate, James, and should have shut this. Yeah, I down. was wondering where they were. I was wondering well, where they, they were. Well, they sold us south. And, and let me give you an explanation. Almost every bad thing we have in America that directly violates the Constitution, that directly moves us into socialism uh, and communism and tyranny, has been backed by the Republicans. Roe versus Wade was on Republican Watch and Republican Courts. Yep. Okay. The. Um, well, use the letter 19 or the, you know, characters 19 for a second, right? Or 911, always those numbers involved for some weird reason. Anyway, 911, um, the Patriot Act and uh, the Homeland Security and all this government apparatus that's now attacking we, the American people, calling us uh, domestic insurrectionists and domestic terrorists and everything else. All that was created under Republican watch as well. And now this big move for this hate crimes bill to pass. They're saying it's an Asian hate crimes bill. I mean, who wants to attack the Asians, right? But in reality, it's really a COVID-19 hate crimes bill disguised. And what that means is they're going to open up on the American people, and it's really going to be against white people. You can say I'm racist for saying that, but they're pitting race. And they're using the Asians as the scapegoat, but really it'll be attack against anybody who believes in America, and they'll claim it's the whites and the Asians. But it'll turn everything upside down. It's just like the race wars of yesteryear. Pretty soon, reverse racism will be in uh, vogue by your government. It just passed. Joe's signing it. The Republicans, guilty again. What a shame, ladies and gentlemen. Hour one in the can. James Edwards with me. Hour two coming up. And boy, do we got a bunch of uh, news the network refused to use topics for you. By the way, you want to check out James's website and award-winning talk radio program race politics and hypocrisy in the 21st century the political cesspool.org i'm sam bushman he's james edwards and we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic Live 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, James Edwards, live on your radio. This is the broadcast for May 19th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. News the networks refuse to use galore. Two hours a day, six days a week. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor it's live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips via libertyroundtable.com, libertynewsradio.com, lovingliberty.net. With an iPhone and an Android app for live and on-demand listening, free and more. Spread the word. Donate liberally. Every penny makes the difference. As we take on the mainstream press like never before, the new media takes center stage, to say the least. We are considered the Widow's Might Radio Network. We run it on a shoestring compared to the big boys. But you know what? We punch hard, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. So listen up. There's an article in Town Hall News written by a guy by the name of Tim Graham. And the article headline says this, Team Biden's rigid control of the press. And it says that everyone knew instinctively that the Biden White House would get enormous cooperation and positive media coverage from the news media. But Team Biden's control of the narrative can look more like a stranglehold, he says. On May 10th, Politico revealed that if you read a quote from an administration official in the newspaper or a wire story, there's a good chance that the White House communications team had the opportunity to review and edit the story first. The Biden White House frequently demands that interviews with administration officials be conducted on the basis of background uh, with, quote, approval. This documentation comes from five different reporters, all not with Politico, generating the primary report. Town Hall News, Tim Graham with the article. So now we're talking about Town Hall News documenting it via Tim Graham, Politico documenting it, and five other reporters backing up their story that are not with Politico. This means that reporters are required to submit their, quote, quotations of administration officials, and then the White House approves them. The practice, they say, allows the White House an extra measure of control as it tries to craft press coverage, Politico explains. Craft, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is a more delicate word for manipulate, continues Politico. This is not entirely new. Former President Barack Hussein did it. Trump tried a little bit, but less often. But Biden is quadrupling down like nobody's business. Politico suggests that reporters are reluctant to say no to, quote, background with, quote, approval. Because if they don't, it puts them at a disadvantage with their competitors, Remember, ladies and gentlemen, editors who want that insider feel in their stories, well, they're forced to follow those Biden-mandated guidelines. 
Remember, access is everything they claim. Resistance is apparently futile. This underlines something very important, ladies and gentlemen. Listen. For you as a media consumer, be suspicious of official and partisan sources dictating lots of stories to reporters you're getting played as they run around and talk about fake news. They're involved in fake news every day, all the time. Listen, they approve the quotes. They lecture about preferred terminology. And they want an extra measure of control. Anyway, the article continues. It's big. It's long. It's crazy. But suffice it to say, it is in your face. And when we have government approving everything and manipulating everything, your First Amendment's out the window before you even get a chance to exercise it because of the mainstream press in bed with your government. Literally, if the press agrees to a scenario like this, then they're in bed together. You say, well, the press, Sam, is privately owned. It's independent. They can do what they want. Lies. When you have special access to government, kind of a fascist scenario, it's a lie. This is what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, and we've documented it six ways from Sunday. We the people better take back this narrative or we're in serious trouble. Every story you get will be controlled and approved by the White House with rare exception. James? Well, that's interesting, Sam. I learned something here uh, that we got to the bottom of it. I always assumed the White House was just writing the articles themselves and then sending it off for people to post under their name and byline. So uh, <laughs> we, we've definitely cracked that nut as to how that works. But, I mean, it all it's all like that. I mean, even these bills, you were talking about these bills in the last hour. I mean, I don't think – I mean <laughs> – we probably don't need to tell our audience how criminally corrupt the media is, but um, you know, there's no, there's no the who, what, where, when, and why media. Uh, if it ever existed, it hasn't existed in my lifetime. I mean, now, of course, you have reporters who just uh, fancy themselves as mouthpieces for the regime or the uh, enforcers of political correctness. Uh, but it's like this, even uh, even going back to the bills. You were talking about the bills uh last uh hour right before we ended the first hour and then I mean, it, it, those are shrouded and just as much uh to use a biden term i guess malarkey you you have uh what uh is supposed to be an infrastructure bill well they call it an infrastructure bill because you had just this week one of the <laughs> right here in my own city of memphis one of the most critical pieces of infrastructure in the entire country, the I-40 bridge, the bridge that uh, connects Tennessee and Arkansas at the Mississippi River in downtown Memphis, heavy, heavy, heavy commercial uh, traffic. Uh, the bridge just uh, is, is out now for months uh, because uh, the, the steel uh, faulted. And so you've got this infrastructure bill, but it's not really an infrastructure bill. It's a climate change bill. I mean, so they, they you know, going back to the media, uh, this is how it happens behind the scenes. In bills, this is how it happens. Well, you know, people want infrastructure. We're going to call it an infrastructure bill, but there's not really any, a lot of money going to infrastructure. It's all about climate change and all the, the nonsense that the Democrats run on. I and mean, the reason they're able to get away with this, either in, 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 uh, through the legislative process or through the media, is because of the apathy of the citizenry. Our people are asleep. Our people are too scared to be called a name. Um, you know, you go back to our founding fathers who sacrificed blood and bone uh, for a cause greater than themselves. Our people today won't even risk being called a name on social media. and They'll just let people do whatever. Give me, you know, 
pump my children with poison, uh, corrupt our media, uh, any form of degeneracy, anything goes. Lie to us about what these bills are really for. That's okay as long as I've got a six-pack in the fridge and the game on. we got to be better. we got to do better. Even some liberal rags are now documenting the problem with Biden in the press. So you thought that once an extremist like Biden, undercover as a moderate, would come to power. So everybody thought Biden was a moderate, but he's really carrying out the policies of these whacked out extremists like Kamala Harris, like Ocasio-Cortez, like Nancy Pelosi, like Maxine Waters, like I could go on and on and on. But Joe literally came in. uh, Everybody thought he was more of a moderate. But the truth is he's rabid, crazy, communist style control. So even the liberals now are starting to realize, well, this has gone a little bit too far. New York Magazine writer Olivia Nuzzi wrote about how the White House is now policing the language of politics. Phrases such as border crisis have been disparaged. Instead, the border is challenging. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> they say the hardly the highly particular and rigid approach to language is a form of governing itself. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told Nuzzi, we are not going to get pulled down to the muck of right-wing arguments about word choice. Wow. What does that mean? As li- usual, liberal reporters are hectored to not sound right-wing. They're pressured to not use the word crisis. And the Associated Press, believe it or not, one of Biden's favorite outlets, instructed reporters to avoid the word crisis. All right, this is blatant stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Nuzzi's chat with Saki, the press secretary, came before Saki was interviewed on David Axelrod's podcast and admitted that the White House staff tells President Biden not to engage with reporters. That's something we don't recommend, she claims. We prefer canned speeches (laughs) and carefully curated social media messaging. This is serious, the, uh, folks. These why, are the liberals that, now documenting this, James. Yeah, and why is that? Because Biden can't tie his own shoes. And, you know, uh, and this sort of policing, by the way, we were talking about, uh, I said just the last word I said was we got to do more, we got to do better. But, of course, you had thousands of concerned uh, patriots uh, go up uh, to Washington, D.C., and uh, now they're all being called terrorists, and uh, with the full mind of the government, they're being gone after. Now, I know we talked about this, but the, the fact of the matter remains, of course, of course, if you have thousands of people in any one location, there's going to be a few bad apples. As you said, bad actors. There's probably going to be a few criminals or, or a few people who have bad things in mind. But it's trickled down all the way now. Now, uh, another, well, I hear the music. We'll leave a little teaser. There's something that's spawned from this, I think, and it falls in line with everything we're talking about uh, that you should know about, and it concerns our military. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live continues. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I just sent you an article, James, that I think totally relates to this. It was sent to me by Tom DeWeese. Tom DeWeese is uh, well-known with AmericanPolicy.org. Uh, he really speaks out against Agenda 21, now Agenda 2030. He's an educator. He does a phenomenal job. If you want to pull that article up that I just sent you, it's very Pulling interesting, it up, and yeah. it relates directly to our free speech assault that we're talking about with the mainstream press, where they literally control the language from the mainstream press uh, by literally getting their inside reporters to shut up and do what they're bidding uh, by having articles um, you know, reviewed and, and, and manipulated and controlled by your government. The rest of us, though, the new media taking center stage, we don't do that and we're not willing to do that. I'm not willing to release anything after government approval. Forget that. That's not the free press. I'm not doing that. However... The debate rages on, and the article from Tom DeWeese says this, does Biden executive order announce the lockdown of all political opposition? It's this very serious question, and I think it relates completely to what we're talking about. Uh, go ahead and, and, and brief us on part of this article, James. I know I just sent it to you, but just read some of this because there's no other way to lay it out. Well, this actually... This actually dovetails quite nicely to what I was going to say. So the article, again, is Does Biden Executive Order Announce All-Out Lockdown on Political Oppression? Uh, or rather, uh, Opposition. It will be, it will be uh, oppression. Uh, the article begins, It's barely been noticed, but on April 15th, Joe Biden signed a very questionable and possibly unconstitutional executive order 
Title Executive Order on Blocking Property with Respect to Specified Harmful Foreign Activities of the Government of the Russian Federation. Now, that's a mouthful. Uh, the official position uh, for the executive order is to be uh, is uh, emergency sanctions against Russia and its harmful foreign activities, in particular uh, those specified harmful foreign activities by Russia, uh, include uh, intervention in our election process. Uh, the main body uh, directly details punishment for anyone deemed to be acting as agents uh, for for Russia, which of course, Sam. I mean, that was the whole thing with with Trump, right? I mean, for years they had this fake narrative that Trump was going to be uh, was in collusion with the Russians all the way back to his campaign with Hillary, and that he wouldn't have won if he hadn't have been a traitor and worked with a foreign government. Even though that's what all of our everybody does with Israel. Uh, but um, th th this is interesting, though, because I, I was uh, about to mention if what would happen if all of this provocation, all of this fake uh, anti-Russia hysteria ever led us into some sort of a war, some sort of a traditional war. I mean, America would get its clocks cleaned because uh, the, the military now, all branches of it, have become nothing more than just another test tube for social experimentation. I mean, could you imagine uh, a nation that sends women women into battle, you know, winning some sort of a hot war, and, you know, that you've got lesbian admirals and transvestites and all of this stuff in your army. You're not going to win a war like that. But but uh, you're, you're driving away, by the way, the kind of people who would win in such a war, not just driving them away, but, but throwing them out. This was what I was going to mention just a moment ago before the break. Now the United States military has hired a firm, an outside firm, a third-party firm, because they couldn't do it legally because of the First Amendment. The, the government isn't allowed to do this, but they can hire this firm to do it and report back. And so now this firm is going to go through the social media accounts of any uh, enlisted man or woman and look for wrong think uh, to which would qualify them as being an extremist. Now, it's gotten up to the point now where if you just voted for uh, Donald Trump, if you voted for the, the most recently former president of the United States, that could be enough to qualify you as an extremist. I mean, we've seen that already in media accounts. Uh, and so most of the people in our military are mostly conservative. I mean, they believe in God, family, and country. I mean, you wouldn't sign up and, and risk your life or, or be engaged in something uh, like a military career if you didn't have ideals, even if they're misplaced. And so you're going to end up, what's going to be considered to be extremist uh, keywords that they're going to be looking for on Twitter and Facebook, et cetera. Well, that, 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 that was left undefined, of course. Uh, but they're going to find these things. They're going to find whatever they're looking for, naturally. And they're going to drum out uh the these people so this is uh this is where we're heading and this whole thing i mean lockdown of political opposition lockdown lockout whatever you want to call it this article by tom deweese is spot on and now you've got it in in, in the military where they're hiring hiring these these tech dweebs now i'm i'm all for tech i mean god knows <laughs> but uh I don't understand it, but we need it. I mean, that's what keeps us going. But just people who are going to be sitting in a cubicle and going through and, and reading this stuff uh, to further uh, eviscerate our military. So, yeah, an all-out political, uh, all-out lockdown, that's, it's that and more. The headline to make your point, James, says this. U.S. military hires marketing firm to help find recruits on social media. There it is. And what they're going to do with that then is they're going to say, look, we want the transgenders. 
Uh, we want the cross-dressers. Uh, we want the uh, bisexuals. We want the gays. We want the lesbians. We want the blacks. We want the... And you could say, wow, Sam, you just threw in a racist term. No, they're literally saying if you're white and now partially if you're Asian, you don't belong here. Um, they are specifically targeting on all kinds of fault lines the kind of recruits they want. And they're using social media to troll what you believe in, where your dispositions lie uh, in an effort to draft. It's a soft draft because they're inviting you to come work with them, not forcing you uh, to draft you into. So I'm using that word in two ways. It's kind of a light draft by um, they'll make all kinds of special privileges for you, um, but draft you into this idea to work for the military. And this marketing firm is specifically going to control for the criteria, James. America is ripe for a fall. I, I don't say that because I want to see it fall. I mean, of course, we've dedicated our entire lives to trying to restore America's destiny and to, to restore the, the American experiment as given to us by our founders and, uh, and, and through Jesus Christ and their faith in him and our shared faith in him. Uh, we don't want to see violence or societal upheaval. Uh, but when you look around and everything we've been talking about today, everything we've been talking about for, for weeks and months and years, it uh, it's progressing, I think, to a point, I mean, uh, pun intended maybe, progressing uh, to a point where the inevitable tipping point will come. I mean, y you, you will not have a modern-day Sodom. You will not have uh, a late-stage decline Roman Empire. It, it, it cannot continue in this direction forever uh at some point it will it will naturally just overthrow itself and what that looks like for our kids is of course very concerning i mean what it looks like for us and our children and our grandchildren going ahead in this uh, these very uncertain times but everything you're talking about sam i mean this level of absurdity it it, it just the, the sheer weight of it it will will collapse it uh the, the whole woke agenda uh, where everything evil is good and everything good is evil and everything unnatural is healthy and everything that is healthy is, is bad. I mean, that's, I, I just saw today another Pop-Tart saying she's no longer a female. She's uh, non-binary and her pronoun is they and them. I mean, one of these you know big celebrities. I mean, th this sort of society doesn't last. And this society won't last. And it's a shame because it was a great society at one point. It was probably uh, in its inception. Uh, the greatest that men were able to put together on this temporal plane of earth and uh it's it's just uh it's going down and it will go down and it'll go down no matter what we do and uh, i think that the um best position uh those of us who who appreciate and respect our culture and our heritage and our constitution and our laws and and our faith is uh to not be in the same frame with these anarchists and and not do anything that would uh, make us the caricature i mean of course we need to stand up we need to be bold we need to uh, be honest and we need to tell the truth in love which is what we're doing but we don't need to engage in any sort of illegal activities that are just going to make a martyr out of us and and, and be a waste of our of our lives uh because uh, this this whole thing is going to come to an end and it's just a matter of time societies like this do not continue in perpetuity and uh, this one this one will not biden's woke military ladies and gentlemen is the point here and i'm telling you right now it's insane what we're seeing happening ladies and gentlemen and i agree the sheer weight of the system is going to force it to implode if we continue to just double down and cancel culture 
double down on this woke idea. A woke military will be driven by politics, will be driven by divisions, not by military readiness, as it needs to be. Um, this is serious business, folks. And here's the problem that I see. I don't see most Americans even really engaged. I don't think most Americans really even care. There's well, like, I'll tell hey, you man. why. All right, we'll talk about that coming up. I also want to tell you about an election fraud scandal. We told you there was election fraud. They said we're lying, that Donald Trump's narrative is false and a lie. But when I uncover this headline for you, you'll be shocked. We'll get to that in seconds. James Edwards with me. First, hey, why are Americans so lackluster and not engaged, huh? Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The House passed bipartisan legislation to combat hate crimes across the country. Attacks against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders has increased since the coronavirus pandemic began. The final vote was 364 to 62. President Biden plans to sign the legislation later this week, Press Secretary Jan Psaki said on Twitter. Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order Tuesday prohibiting government entities in the state, including public schools, from requiring masks. About 30% of Texans have been fully vaccinated against COVID. The Texas State Teachers Association called Abbott's move premature and pointed to CDC guidelines for schools. On Tuesday, Microsoft rolled out its latest Windows 10 features update, known as Windows 10 21H1, to mainstream users. It includes support for Windows Hello-enabled cameras, Windows Defender application guard improvements, and improvements in Windows management instrumentation via group policy. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Allyn Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. A Florida lawmaker is alerting Americans the threat from other nations increases as we worry about petty problems. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Florida Senator Marco Rubio says the United States is getting rolled by China and we need to wake up and figure out our priorities. While China is pursuing economic and technological dominance, we find ourselves here busy canceling people and demanding the use of the right pronouns to describe people or claiming that requiring a photo ID to vote is the return of a Jim Crow, Jim Crow era. The Republican also saying socialism isn't the answer and that we need capitalism, but with a tweak. In those instances in which the market's most efficient outcome is one that's bad for our people, for our national security, for our national interests, bad for America, in those instances... What we need is targeted industrial policy to protect our people, our country, and our future. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thanks for listening to USA Radio News. 
Why on earth, when America is melting down on every single front, it seems, why on earth are Americans so disengaged? James Edwards? Well, I mean, it's a good question, and I've got an answer, and I think it's fairly obvious. I mean, how many times, especially within the last, within the Trump era, uh, the era of 2015 onwards, uh, but especially, increasingly so in the last few years, you just see people, I mean, getting fired, boom, heads roll, is the, the first infraction. Anytime you find something on social media, you know, we've read so many stories of people just going in and losing their job. Well, you know, uh, this person in the human resources department saw you posted something positive about Trump or you don't support Black Lives Matter. We're going to have to let you go. Nobody wants to not be able to provide for their children or, or have a livelihood. And uh, unfortunately, of course, uh, there really aren't any organizational supports uh, for, for people like us. Uh, we don't have the big PACs or the big um, uh, issue ad- advocacy organizations that, that uh, are giving us a voice, that the people who do give our people a voice and our side a voice are, are people like us, people who are doing it uh, on our own time and doing it uh, in, in a very big way, uh, doing it in a very big way and, and playing on the biggest stages. Uh, but we obviously are going to need more support from that. But it's more than that, though. Um, if you go back and you look at, uh, we're talking about uh, people paying a price on an individual level, and uh, every time something like this happens, uh, you 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 get big stories, you know, inflated stories in the media about oh, a woman had an argument in her neighborhood with a black neighbor, and you know, how ra- you know you you see stuff like this all the time, and of course those stories are are put out there not because any of this is particularly newsworthy, any of these individual examples in in and of themselves is particularly newsworthy, but it certainly certainly reinforces in people's mind, I better not speak out, I better not speak out, I better not do anything, I better not donate, because we've seen people just this week. I mean, another example, people getting fired for contributing to uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse Defense Fund. Well, you know, if, if uh, you want to uh, support uh, that, you should be able to do that without fair repercussion. How many people have been fired for donating to Black Lives Matter terrorists? I would say zero. Uh, but then you, you, the two biggest public manifestations. So you say, well, if people do get uh, fed up. What are they going to do about it? Now, not everybody can start their own radio network or have their own radio program that has received the kind of coverage that we've gotten over the years. Uh, so what do you do? Well, you would you would uh, probably do something like uh, protest or you would you would have your own rally or march. And the two biggest examples of that that we've seen in the last four years were in Charlottesville and in Washington, D.C., and in both of those cases, both of those cases were entirely, entirely lied about from start to finish. In Charlottesville, of course, they said it was a bunch of neo-Nazis and white supremacists that went there uh, to do Nazi and white supremacist type thing. No, it wasn't. No, you know, We covered that. We know what was going on in Charlottesville because we know a lot of people who were there. We actually talked to them, unlike the media. Like you talked to the people on January 6th. We talked to the people at Charlottesville. They were taking down a Robert E. Lee statue. Robert E. Lee, a godly man, uh, quite possibly the greatest American, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, people were upset about that, quite rightly, and so it manifested itself in a, in a street rally. And the violence that uh, happened in Charlottesville, of course, was entirely visited upon the people who had a permit to demonstrate, by the way, a permit to hold uh, a peaceful 
uh, rally at the, the Robert E. Lee Monument with speakers and a podium and all of that. All of the violence was inflicted uh, by the government or by the uh, by the Antifa. And we've seen Antifa burn down cities, Black Lives Matter burn down cities, ransack cities. No punishment at all. Burning out police stations. People see this. And then people see, of course, how they frame the, the situation on January the 6th. People don't want to end up uh, in court. People don't want to end up being sued for millions of dollars. People don't want to end up losing their jobs. And so uh, as it stands right now, there is unfortunately good reason uh, for people not doing more than what it appears as though they're doing. I think sometimes the right move, and I think it is in this case, is to let the left kill itself. And this this unhinged, unchallenged, unchecked, progressivism, wokeism that the left is engaging in, it's just spiraled so far out of control. It's beyond absurdity now. It's beyond parity. It will collapse and we don't have to do anything except sit back and watch this. And while we're watching, and I'm going to use this term because I think it's appropriate, but I don't mean this in, in certainly in, in a negative way, and I don't mean it in a, in an, uh, I don't mean it uh, to uh, convey any sense of illegalities, but the, the people who are against this, the people that we want to do more, but who under the circumstances I'm not sure should be doing more right now because the left is doing a fine job of discrediting itself. Even James Carville's been saying wokeism is going to kill the Democratic Party. Not a moment too soon, I'll say, but uh, our people are radicalizing right now. Our people are watching this and they're quite rightly upset and stewing about it, watching these injustices, watching the true terrorists go out there and burn down cities with impunity while they get called terrorists for supporting the president of the United States. These people are radicalizing, and I don't mean in a way that's going to lead them to go out and do illegal things or violent things, but they're radicalizing. Well, and let me stop you there, though. Hold on. Some will. And they'll give us a bad name. And we need to make a separation between those who break the law and those who don't, those who are violent and those who are not. We need to be very clear. And what they've done is lumped us all together right now. We're bringing this up because we believe that people are being radicalized. They are getting frustrated. Now, folks like us will radicalize and start a talk show or radicalize and and, and tell the tale via our First Amendment free speech rights. Like those people that I played last hour at the Capitol saying, look, this needs to remain peaceful. Well, a few radicals didn't leave it peaceful. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, most of us are peaceful, and we need to start to separate from those who are not peaceful. So why are the American people so disengaged? It's the economy, stupid. Isn't that the answer, James? Uh, Well, it certainly will be if inflation continues to go up. I think a a lot of people are... Because I'm telling you, they won't remain disengaged if the economy melts down. If they start to feel that they can't drink beer and they can't... They can't smoke yes. cigarettes or get their smoking dope card or, or hang out and watch football yep. and get their hot wings or whatever they do. I'm telling you right now, the, things are going to change right away. And, so why are they so disengaged that's what the, establishment the economy? They're getting a check right now, and everything seems fine, right? Well, and that's what that's exactly what the regime doesn't want, because you got all these people who are noticing the same things we're noticing. They don't know what to do about it. They are getting, quote-unquote, radicalized as they watch this, and they're getting angry, um, and they want justice. Uh, if 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 the economy collapses, though, and you've got all of these people who have been seeing this uh, the, for for these years, uh, who knows what happens to them at that point? They won't be able to be contained. That's for sure. You know your check's coming, right, James? Uh, well, every month I hope it does. <laughs> no, listen, I'm talking about a check from Joe. Child tax credit advance. Oh, monthly payments coming your way to start yeah. arriving July. 15th, USA Today with the piece. Bottom line is, you're going to get 300 bucks for every kid under six. 
I think it's uh, 250 bucks for every kid under six, up to $3,000 per kid. It's going to start arriving in your bank account monthly, my friend. So that's what I mean by the Dude. economy stupid. As long as these handouts go on, and as long as you can buy what you need to buy or whatever else, people are not going to engage. They'll have to start upping the handouts as a, to, to match the inflation. But, you know, Sam, if, if, if this had been a, a thing back when most of your kids were still uh, younger and at home, you'd be, you wouldn't have to work at all. I'd be sitting <laughs> you pretty, would, wouldn't I? Ooh, baby. You and Kurt, man, man. You could just live off the But millions of Americans with children will see more money in their bank accounts. Starting in July, the Treasury Department's going to kick up the dust. Um, the Treasury Department... And the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, now your friend. They're the ones that you're going to give you a check, so they're your buddy. We'll begin selecting <laughs> monthly um, payments. $250 or $300, as I explained, um, to moderate income families. Now, they call it under the newly expanded tax or child tax credit. So when you say modern income, they newly expanded what modern income means in the inflationary area or era. You can make a lot of money. They say it'll happen through December, and most eligible families will receive it direct deposit. Senior officials said on Sunday. Um, if you don't have direct deposit, then they'll go ahead and send you either a paper check or a debit card. Monthly advance payments under the child tax credit are the result of joe's american rescue plan i'm glad he's going to save you james you know uh <laughs> this thing uh you mentioned the the threshold i believe if you are a family uh earning under one hundred fifty thousand dollars, which you can live quite nicely on one hundred fifty thousand dollars in some parts of the country uh, here in, in tennessee you can live like a prince for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. you can get a house uh, that would be going for millions in uh, locations like Miami and Chicago, so New York, L.A. Uh, so $150,000 is pretty generous uh, for you to be getting these uh, these tax credits. And for me, uh, father of three, uh, ages 11, 6, and 7 months, that's going to be nearly $10,000 in handouts. I've, I just, um, You're loving it, aren't I, you, buddy? Well, I'll take it, but I'd rather live in a city where I could be free and not have to worry about getting shot or, or uh, being thrown in jail for having uh, my own thoughts or things like that. But Liberty Roundtable you know, live in we'll seconds, see. ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk on your radio. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria, The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. 
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Hey, James Edwards with me, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember the song, Ice, Ice, Baby? Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was in my uh, my growing up years. Yeah, man. Yeah, now the American people are going, cash, cash, baby. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. Sadly, that's why the American people are not engaged like they need to be, ladies and gentlemen. It's the economy. Stupid. While everybody's feeling the dope of fake money. They're not really ready to take on anything. They're really ready to sit back and see what happens. But I'm telling you right now, there is an undercurrent of brewing. People are radicalizing, and I pray that we can stop it, that we can have government obey the law, uh, that we can uh, literally double down in defense of the supreme law of the land, that we can preserve our country as a moral, honest society. But I have my doubts. Um, well, you know, let's move the- on. Yes, sir. Well, I'm just going to say very, very, very quickly. Uh, unfortunately, the history of the world suggests that corrupt, criminally corrupt regimes uh, like the one we're living under now, they don't just willingly give away power. So I, I, there's going to have to be a reckoning one day how it happens, what what's going to have to happen. Uh, pray that it be peacefully. Uh, we certainly don't want to engage in anything that's going to uh, going to cost us um, our lives, although it is something, it is a, a, a cause worth dying for if the fight is brought to us. And I'm afraid that, uh, well, I'm not afraid of anything as, as a child of God, but I, I, I am watching this thing and it is not yeah, we're out of the certain that they're going to bring the fight to us whether they like it or not. No matter how peaceful it. we claim, that's they're going to drill in. So that's the concern. Here's the headline Maricopa County, Arizona, the biggest county in Arizona, bombshell. Election database. Turns out that it was erased just before the audit began. Can you please advise to why these folders were deleted? Bob Unruh, WND.com with the story. That's a letter from the president of the Arizona State Senate who is conducting an audit of the presidential uh, elections for 2020. We have recently discovered the entire database directory from the D drive of the machine has been deleted. Yeah, the president and the chairman of the Senate notes. This removes election related details that appeared that have appeared to be covered by the subpoena. Huh. In addition, <laughs> it's nowhere to be found on the machine, even though everybody points to that machine saying that's where it is. So the bottom line is you literally now have them deleted the database. This suggests that the main database for all 
election-related data for the November 2020 elections has been deleted. Are there any backups, they ask? Now, the idea that it's on a single computer in the first place is disturbing, but the idea that it's been deleted is even more concerning. Democrats fought vigorously to prevent any review of the count, which narrowly gave the victory to Joe. Well, multiple situations are now developing, bringing up serious concerns about the integrity of the election. What's not even at issue is in several states, officials arbitrarily changed state law regarding voting in their efforts to uh, you know, deal with the supposed pandemic, they say, but I say to help Joe win. Experts have said that the audit in Maricopa County should trigger demand for audits in other battleground states immediately because of this Senate letter, because the database is gone. They also note in the letter other issues that need to be resolved in the ongoing audit. The first issue concerns Maricopa County's apparent intent to renege on its commitment to have the audit in the first place. County officials have now refused to produce digital images of routers used in the election. They claim that providing this data would put law enforcement personnel in harm's way. If that's true, that's an alarming indictment of the county's lack, lax state of security practices, says the Senate president. But the issue could be resolved by having a contractor review the images. But nevertheless, thirdly, the county has failed to provide any chain of custody documentation for the ballots. Does that documentation exist? If so, will it be produced, she wrote. Bags containing ballots were not sealed. Sometimes batches within a box are separated by only a divider, and sometimes the dividers are even missing, the letter continues. What are the reasons for these discrepancies? Bottom line is fraud, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is just absolutely clear. The more we dig in, the more evidence we find. But then the mainstream press quintupled down and said there is no fraud. Don's lying. Donald Trump's lying. You're lying. Anybody who says it's lying, they need to be kicked off of all social media for lying. But the truth is slowly coming out. But here's the problem. With the American people just so disengaged because of the economy, stupid, you just need your check in July and you need to have a barbecue there with some beer and, and, and you need to watch your favorite TV <laughs> show and, and you got to just kind of double down and, and put your head in the sand and just ignore it all because there ain't nothing you can do about it, they say. And the lie of the woke culture and the cancel culture continues and the American people continue to get sidelined as our country goes straight down. It doesn't have to. But it is and it does because the people are simply not engaged. Okay, we should demand the looking into election fraud. Now, we tie this all the way back to last hour on the Capitol breach lies. Um, this all goes together because that's, remember, where the Senate and the House, they were going to look into vote fraud and investigate these things. But when the insurrection supposedly happened, all that got put on hold. And in the middle of the night, they just simply passed, move ahead, forget it. We don't care anymore. It's all tied together, James. When the uh, election discrepancies came out and when Trump first uh, made these claims, my whole entire position was I was inclined, of course, to believe it. 
but I was interested in not what the criminally corrupt courts had to say about it. And uh, the fact that these courts blew Trump out that, you know, having been in court and, and knowing how these things work, uh, that that was not evidence to me at all. Uh, I really wanted to get down to a hardcore audit, which was what it, it appeared as though was shaping up on January 6th. And then uh, much to the establishment's benefit, uh, they were able to shut the whole thing down, shut the entire debate down because a few tourists wandered in and, and, and got a little unruly. And I do mean a little unruly, not a lot. And the whole thing was just shut down, and then just the whole case was, well, uh, listen, because these people came in, <laughs> that, that closes the door on whether or not we should look into that. It didn't have one thing didn't have anything to do with the other. It didn't have anything to do with the fact that those people walked in didn't have anything to do with the allegations of voter fraud that the, that the Senate and the House, the Congress, was supposed to be getting to the bottom of that day. And so we never did have... A definitive answer one way or the other. I, I know the media said that it wasn't real, uh, but I want to see hardcore, uh, hardcore audit. And I think that this what we're seeing in Arizona is the closest we've ever gotten to uh, local officials really digging in and and figuring it out. But as you said, Sam, I mean, we have to have our income taxes. Uh, we're supposed to keep seven years worth of income taxes just in case we ever need them. But they, they can't keep <laughs> voting results for seven months after a presidential election. You can't find them. Stuff's missing. Stuff's deleted. Uh, so the, I guess the question is, if they were actually able to uncover something in Arizona, I mean, of course, the media would, whoever's in charge of that, the media would go back 50 years, find something that they said about not hating themselves or uh, whatever, and call them a racist. But I, I, I wonder, is there even a glimmer of hope that anything will come out of uh, Arizona? I mean, we've seen a lot of articles no, about it. No, I don't think so. And I wish it would, but I, I'm convinced that even the Republicans are against the truth on this one. And I don't know what will happen. I think there's a few people that are trying to get to the truth, but they don't have enough clout, and they're certainly not the deep swamp, and they certainly don't control the narrative. That is the sad part. If they got backed by enough of the American people, they could change the game. But without that, they're standing alone, and they'll simply get hit by traffic going both directions. Sad but true. Now, Joe Biden, to the press, listen, I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions, he says. Wait a minute. You mean the president of the United States, <laughs> the guy we elect, isn't supposed to answer questions from us, we the people, through the press? What? That is criminal in and of itself, ladies and gentlemen, to say the least, but it gets worse. Now, there's a headline that says Joe Biden ripped for joking to run over a reporter, and they all took it as a joke. The White House press you know, group all laughed. <laughs> he was driving an electric cars. He pushed to make electric cars, um, you know, us to be the leader in the development of electric vehicles, et cetera. And uh, the reporter said, can I ask you about Israel? And he said, no, uh, if you get in front of my car and I run you over, maybe. And everybody laughed, and then he took off in the car. But here's the problem. Was it a joke? They say it was a joke, but how do we know? Really, the headline <laughs> should be Joe Biden ripped for threatening to run over a reporter. Would they have said it, it was a joke if it was Donald James? Oh, no. I mean, no. I mean, of course, everything Donald Trump said was uh, they used as an, a, 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 an excuse to skewer him in the press. But, you know, J Joe Biden saying I'm not allowed to answer questions is probably the first honest thing he said uh, maybe in his in his entire career going back uh uh to my he's been he's been in congress longer than i've been alive i mean he's been up there longer than i've been alive uh, may that could have been his first honest statement and he is not allowed to answer questions there's a lot of reasons for that of course i mean his declining mental uh, capacity being being uh, at the forefront but i've never seen a more stage handled stage managed 
uh, puppet. Uh, it, it, it rivals anything you'd see in the third world. Well, and this is unacceptable in the land of the free, but Americans don't seem to care enough to demand uh, real uh, uh, accountability on the elections either. I mean, I appreciate that a few went to the Capitol and a couple got crazy. That's sad. But the American people should be up in arms. And I've mentioned that we need to go to all of our local um, jurisdictions or, or precincts is what they're called to really demand accountability. But no one's willing to take me seriously on that. Everybody just sidesteps it and ignores it and goes, well, that's kind of hard to do, Sam. And everybody just ignores it. But don't worry. Bill Gates in bed with Anthony Fauci, your leader on the COVID dishonesty and the <laughs> vaccine push uh, and the sterilization push and everything else. Turns out Bill Gates pursued several women in his office. He also hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. I guess he wanted to leverage the sex offenders connections. He wanted a Nobel Peace Prize. So we're not really going to worry about that sex offender, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. He's dead now. Uh, he got killed on the government's watch, however, that happened. And now you've got Bill Gates literally uh, hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. He's got a divorce from his wife. She's mad about it. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. But no one's going to touch Bill, either Bill, by the way, Bill Clinton and or Bill Gates. No one's going to touch them at all because the Me Too movement somehow isn't activated on this one. <laughs> Why, James? Well, of course, uh, political correctness selectively enforces who it's going to go after based upon uh, whether or not there are members or advocates of the regime or not. And that's just all there is to it. The Bill Gates thing, uh, I mean, how is a software developer an expert on virology? I mean, how, how, why does his opinion matter at all? And I mean, granted, he probably knows as much about it or as little about it as the case may be as Fauci. But why, why is he a consultant on vaccines and any of this? That, that, that's, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we the people better get engaged. You better help fund your favorite media organizations to tell the tale of liberty, and you better get incensed now. When we say radicalized, we mean peacefully so to restore the republic and the traditions of our founders. It starts with turning to God and repenting, and then it starts with getting up and working hard as a moral people to defend what's ours. We should be a beacon, a light on the hill. We pray we can make it so. For James Edwards and Sam Bushman, ThePoliticalCesspool.org, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We the people along with the grace of the Almighty. We can and will restore America. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic.